Welcome to the Creating Wealth Show with Jason Hartman. You're about to learn a new slant on investing, some exciting techniques, and fresh new approaches to the world's most historically proven asset class that will enable you to create more wealth and freedom than you ever thought possible. Jason is a genuine, self-made multimillionaire who's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, lender, developer, and entrepreneur who's owned properties in 11 states, had hundreds of of tenants and been involved in thousands of real estate transactions. This program will help you follow in Jason's footsteps on the road to your financial independence day. You really can do it. And now, here's your host, Jason Hartman, with the complete solution for real estate investors. Hey, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to all. We just wanted to come on for a quick live stream and a quick podcast. And uh, hey, it's it's never quick <laughs> when, when you talk to us, really. But I've got Evan here with me today. And um, many of you know him, of course. He uh, works with our team now, originally started out as a client. And uh, he also happens to be a man of the cloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and that's what's, what's really great because uh, I think he can really talk to us about giving thanks, about gratitude. And I thought he was the perfect person to invite on to join me today to talk about this topic. So Evan, welcome. Uh, and you're joining us from Chicago, of course. I am. Thanks, Jason. It's an honor to be on with you and always a joy to talk with you and learn with you and yeah, Thanksgiving. It's uh, as uh, I sometimes tell my congregation, it's not technically a Jewish holiday, but it could be because the values, the American values of Thanksgiving, are rooted in my faith. I think in the faith, in you know, gratitude, is sort of at the core of almost every religion. I would think. I mean, we're grateful the gift of life. If, if we believe in a creator and we're alive, then we've been given this gift of life, uh, and that's something to be grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There is so much that literally everybody has to be grateful for. And it's so easy to forget that. And it's so easy in in today's sort of consumer world. uh, And with the challenges of 2020, which are not small challenges by any means, uh, you know, but, but even before that, right, it's, it's so easy to fall into this kind of like trap of, uh, these ridiculous expectations and this attitude of entitlement. And in in the political and cultural arenas today, we see so much of that. And it's, it's really, it's so destructive. And um, years ago, I, I discovered uh, the, this idea that, that I had not understood previously that, you know, in order to get more, if you want to achieve more in life, if you want to have more success, uh, better return on your investments. For example, we're in the financial business, uh, real estate investing business. And, um, you know, if you want more, you've got to start where you are and be grateful for what you have. That's sort of like a foundational thing. I think it was Henry David Thoreau who said, and maybe it's not Thoreau, but it's somebody like that. <laughs> he said, you know, it's okay to build castles in the sky, but you've got to, you know, put a good foundation under them. Yes. And I think gratitude and giving thanks is, is like that foundational principle, isn't it? I think so. It is. It's you, you start with gratitude. And, and, and Evan, Evan, by the way, can you talk a little closer to your microphone? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you, you have to start with gratitude. I mean, if you don't have gratitude, 
then you're always focused on what you don't have. I always think it's like a training for the brain. You know, there's a reason we say grace before a meal. It, it, it focuses us on what we have in, in front of us, not what we are wanting. I think part of what you're saying, too, goes back to people defining themselves as a victim. And when you're a victim, you're always focused on, on what you lack, on what you want, instead of focusing on what you have. I think gratitude focuses us on what we have. And that is a tremendous gift and a, and a starting point. Because if, you, if, if you're only focused, if, if you don't appreciate what you have, you won't get more of it. Yeah, well, so I agree with you completely. And by the way, for our viewers, uh, drop a comment below and tell us where you're located uh, and uh, what you think about this and uh, and what you're grateful for today. Uh, you know, it's the, it's the one day a year when we're reminded of this because it's an official holiday in the United States. And I know, of course, at least on the podcast, we have uh, listeners from 189 countries worldwide, but we invite all of you to just uh, focus on this. And, you know, you may have some of your own holidays in your country or your religion where it's focused on uh, gratitude and, and thankfulness. Uh, so, uh, so that's great. Something, something that I just realized, you know how if you put thank you and you get the emoji of the hands like uh -huh. this, on, that is showing the religious origins of gratitude. What is uh -huh. that? That's a prayer pose. So in some ways, the emoji itself is suggesting that really gratitude starts with faith. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so what I wanted to ask you before yeah. is uh, you, you talked about uh, the idea that I, I totally agree with as to um, if you're not grateful, you, the first step to getting more, you know, right, is to be grateful for what one has. Yeah. So why is that true? I mean, I want to ask, why is it true? Let's take a dive on that. And by the way, uh, viewers comment below and tell us what you think. Why is that true? I think a lot of people agree with that. I certainly do. I know you do, Evan. I think it has to do with the brain. And I think it has to do with the brain attracting certain things, sort of like the law of attraction, which I don't believe in as a, you know, as like the cure-all. But I do think we tend to be attracted to certain things. And when we are grateful for what we have, we attract more of it. I think it's something, I do think it's it's something within within how the brain works. Um uh, and it, it's something with, with how human relations, you know, there's these things called, I think, mirror neurons. It's yes, like mirror neurons are interesting. That's like the empathy pathway in a way. Yeah. Yes. And just how, you know, like when you're around positive people or you're around, well, you've always taught Jason, uh, that, you know, the five people that you, if you're the five people you surround yourself with, you'll end up being a lot like them. In some ways, we human beings are such social animals that we attract what's around us. So if we focus our brain on on what we have, we attract more of it. I think it's just almost sort of biological and neurological. Yeah, it, it's it's a very interesting concept for sure, that gratitude concept. And I got to tell you, I think one of the most influential um, pieces of literature uh, that, that really influenced me a lot, uh, right around age maybe 21 or so, uh, was uh, the book 
by Ogmandino. Uh, he was one of these great, uh, you know, success coaches. And um, he wrote so many books on the topic and, and his stuff is just great. But this particular book called Mission Success, which by the way, I just looked it up a moment ago. It was out of print for a long time. It may still be out of print now. I'm not sure, but it is available online for $7.95. One of the best, <laughs> that'll be the best $7.95 you ever spend in your life. It's a short, easy book. Um, you know, it's it's really a, a very neat story uh, that he tells. But within the book, in inside of the Mission Success book, is a poem called The Seeds of Success. And uh, did I say success? Yeah, seeds of success. <laughs> I hope I said that right. I thought I said excess for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I remember I used to drive around in my Volkswagen Jetta and then the car after that, which was my Mercedes 300E that I got when I was like 22 years old, which back then was kind of a big deal. But nowadays, that's no big deal. Everyone gets one for their 16th birthday. <laughs> a little bit of success between the Volkswagen and the Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's how... Uh, that's how over entitled our culture has become maybe right there is that's an example right there um, but uh, but anyway I'll, I'll just share a little bit of this with you a couple passages from this great poem if I were to read it it would take about five minutes it's a long uh, poem and it's it's really it's not even a poem it's like a prayer and um, and Ogmandino just it's it's just so good. I mean, it's 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 one of the best pieces uh, ever. And um, Evan, I'll I'll share one part, and then you can talk a little bit about it, and then I'll share another part. Uh, but but one part of it, he Ogmandino writes. Uh, and oh, by the way, let me back up a, a, for a moment. This uh, story basically is the story of a um, a young man uh, named Luke, and he was in the military. And they were fighting the Nazis. And um, uh, he met this older woman who became like a mentor to him. Her name was Winnie, Winnie Marlowe. And so she she lived in London. And, um, uh, you know, it sort of goes through this uh, whole thing of how she kind of like mentors this young kid for success. And then he, he goes out into the world after he's finished with his military career and achieves this incredible amount of success in the business world. And, um, and in the book, he, uh, you know, he, he, he stops to say uh, there have been only two days in the last, I think, 40 years when he did not start the day without reading the seeds of success and the seeds of success uh, was a, a little book, a little gift given to him by Winnie. And, um, and, and he read it every day, except for two days when he was recovering from surgery uh, for 40 years. And it just influenced and impacted his life. And it's just such a beautiful story. It really is an, a fantastic story. Uh, so um, uh, here's one of the passages. He says, I will treasure this day for it is all I have. I know that it's rushing hours cannot be accumulated or stored like precious grain for future use. I will live as all good actors do when they are in stage only in the moment. 
I cannot perform at my best today by regretting my previous acts, mistakes, or worrying about the scene to come. I will embrace today's difficult task, take off my coat, and make dust in the world. I will remember that the busier I am, the less harm I am apt to suffer, the tastier will be my food, the sweeter my sleep, and the better satisfied I will be with my place in the world. Wow. That, that is just, that is just beautiful. You know, uh, thoughts on that, Evan? Oh, I 100% agree. It's just amazing. I, I love that line, the busier I am, the tastier our food. You know, it kind of reminds me in some ways, you know, in Judaism, we talk about Shabbat, the Sabbath, which is, of course, shared in Christianity too. But, you know, there, there's also the six days of work that make the Sabbath meaningful. And in some ways, we can't appreciate, you know, you and I both love to work hard as our, our whole team does. But in some ways, it's, it's the hard work that helps us appreciate the beautiful moments like today. You know, if, if all of life was work, we wouldn't be able to enjoy these times of Thanksgiving, this time of joy. And so we have to embrace those moments. And I think, you know, uh, I think faith helps us kind of punctuate that and family helps us punctuate that. And I think that's partly the reason why this year is so confusing, I mean, we, we stuck at home and, 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 and we have this, this illness that's hard to understand. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of thrown off our whole rhythm of life. And I think I'm grateful. I was thinking we were talking about this before. I'm grateful for just my health and, and the basic things of life that we often take for granted. I've kind of become I've been able to appreciate that more during this kind of pandemic time. And as far as. Um is socioeconomic matters and, and um, y- you know, uh, standard of living I- issues, because so much of life, of course, is about financial and money. There, there's just no denying that. I mean, right. anybody who denies it is just living in a fantasy. OK, it, 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 it you know if you want food, you got to finance the farmland to grow the food. Okay, folks, everything has a financial component practically. And, um, and, you know, realize that if you are listening to us now, uh, if if you're consuming this kind of content, you're probably richer than 50% to maybe 75% of the entire human race you know, or richer than. Uh, so uh, just, you know, even if you're the, the poorest person in um, a, uh, a non-developing country, right? You're already rich by comparison. The question I always uh, talk about on the, on the podcast is compared to what, right? Always compare. Uh, Now, most people, I think, uh, you know, all of us, including myself, of course, I'm not going to say most people, but I'm included in this. You know, we get caught in this trap of comparing ourselves to these like unrealistic uh, celebrities or business tycoons and so forth. But, you know, make sure you're comparing because humans compare. Okay, look, that's just what we do. That's how our minds work. Okay, Uh, and it's okay to do that, but make sure you're comparing to the whole spectrum. (laughs) You know, so many people like compare to, uh, you know, this unrealistic, uh, uh, you know, person or comparison and they and they end up being um, bitter 
that they don't have this or they don't have that. And they all they do is look for the lack rather than uh, what they do have, right? Well, yes. And that's part of the problem with Facebook and Instagram. And oh, that's social media is terrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're comparing our real life with people's highlight reels. And yep. that, there, there, are, there are studies that say that people who, the more time you spend on Facebook, the more depressed you are. So yeah. the, the, the irony of it is that we're broadcasting partially on Facebook. So okay. you know, it is what it is. But, you know, you have to have moderation. Have to have to be realistic. Um, and, uh, I mean, I feel that as a parent all the time, I sometimes see parents that, you know, taking their kids to this museum and that museum and this, you know, they're doing this academic program and say, well, am I being a good enough parent? And I just have to remind myself that, you know, behind what people show is the real world and you can never confuse these highlights with the real world. I, I love what you just said there. You said, you know, looking at social media is comparing, like everybody knows what their own whole life is about, right? They know the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, everybody's got problems, right? But when you look at social media, you just see the highlight reel. Yes. <laughs> right? And yeah. I think people, it's, it's funny how social media tends to have like this positive spin in the sense that, um, people don't tend to talk about like the challenges they face, the bad thing happened to them. They sometimes do, but um, by and large, it's, you know, this, that, and the other thing, it's like, look at me. Right. And so it is a highlight reel. Um, and, and boy, you know, comparing this to the days before social media, it, it's, I'm so glad I'm old enough to remember that. And I really think that it is important that we all are reminded of how life used to be. In essence, uh, so much of what we see now living our lives is basically uh, hundreds or thousands or even millions or literally billions, because there's about 2 billion Facebook users, right? Um, of self-styled PR firms, public relations firms putting out content. And that, folks, is not reality. <laughs> it is definitely not reality. Wow. And this is one of the things, I mean, to kind of go back a little bit to real estate, one of the things that you teach, Jason, is that this is the most historically proven asset class. And in some ways, we are relying on principles that predate, not, not just predate social media, predate, you know, capitalism and the American economy and everything, you know, we, we, we really focus on tried and true principles. And that's kind of like Augmentino and, and gratitude. Gratitude goes back, you know, to, to the story of creation, you know, and, and we're kind of, you know, in some ways when we get so caught up in, in, in social media, going down different rabbit holes, we forget what really makes life meaningful. And that's, I think, one of the beautiful things about Thanksgiving. It reminds us gratitude. It's if we can, the connections, relationships with family members, although that's, of course, harder this year. Um, and, uh, and, and we have to return to those kind of first principles. Uh, and that's really meaningful. At least to me, it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so those core principles, uh, very important. And, um, you know, a lot of people are, uh, you know, they're not getting together. And, it, you know, for people who live in places like the Socialist Republic of California and New York, you know, these really insanely strict places with these 
you know, wacko, tyrant, tyrannical politicians running, uh, you know, the, the governments there. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny because I, I was watching yesterday, one of the sheriffs saying that they just completely refused to enforce the governor's yes. mandates and, uh, you know, good for them. I mean, it, it's, Absolutely. it's so great to see, uh, someone, uh, you know, say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to engage in this oppression. This oppression. Well, I bet we have some, I bet we have some, uh, watchers in Denver. And I read a story yesterday about how the mayor of Denver was telling everybody not to go anywhere as he was getting on a plane to go with his family. I mean, like, what? I mean, that's just so, I mean, that's the thing about America is we don't, at least we used to not believe in these elites and regulars that were all part of you know, one country, e pluribus unum, and we've lost a lot of that. Yeah, no, we have, and and now we got to uh, put this in check and say compared to what and, and check and see if we're uh, grateful or not, because, you know, it's amazing that you can even, well, I mean, maybe not for long, but you can have a conversation like this. You can broadcast this, you can criticize the government and almost probably everybody listening to or viewing this, this will later be on the podcast. Um, you know, you can, you can go on social media, you can put up a website and you can say, you know, screw our evil president or prime minister, um, you know, F them. And you know what, you're not going to get arrested. Okay. (laughs) And you're not going to be sent to a re-education camp. (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, that, that's an amazing thing. I mean, in the long history of humanity, that, concept has only existed for about 240 years, folks. Before that, you did something like that, you would be in the gulag, you would be in, you know, in a hole somewhere, uh, you know, at least for a time. Uh, So, uh, so that, you know, compared to what, right? Compared to what? Um, You know, that's good wisdom too, for, you know, all the protests where people are knocking down statues and all this, you always have to ask, and that's the question historians have to ask Compared to what? We can't evaluate the past based on the present. We can't. That's not fair. That's just like people 100 years from now will look upon things we do and think of it as barbaric, things we thought of as normal. And and, and that's compared to what? One of the reasons I love so much that the Jason Hartman question is not only that it helps us appreciate things, but it's very empathetic. It, it, It reminds us to evaluate things with, with an eye toward sympathy, with understanding people in their context. We're not judging people in a moral vacuum. We're judging the whole picture. And that's really, that, that's a kind of empathy that we've kind of lost in America. Everyone's judging people just based on, you know, their skin color instantly and socioeconomic class. We're never looking at the whole picture. And I think Thanksgiving or, is such or, a... Or they're judging them on a soundbite. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's just ridiculous. And, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say that that is so, uh, common in the political arena. I mean, seriously, hasn't everybody in their life said some stupid things that they, you know, later thought, why did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yet, yet we'll judge politicians based on a soundbite. So, uh, yeah, yeah. One of the things I'm also grateful for, Jason, this is something you've taught. And I think this is, this goes back to sort of capitalism is one of the things that we teach our investors is that single family homes and real estate today, being a direct investor 
is still one of the ways that an average person can attain wealth. Most other places, stock market syndications, the insiders who profit. Right. And we still have a few opportunities for the regular person. So what Evan's talking about really there is commandment number three, which is thou shalt maintain control in my my Ten Commandments. And it's uh, it's about being a direct investor so that you are not investing in someone else's deal, a syndication, a fund, uh, a stock, a bond, uh, you know, any kind of like a, a Wall Street investment that is uh, it's out of your control. It's, you're not. You're not directly owning and controlling it. And so uh, the cream is getting skimmed off the top. All the best returns are going to the insiders rather than the investor. And Evan, you know, it's funny before we uh, started today, you were just saying that you were grateful for, uh, get this one, folks, Jerome Powell, our Federal (laughs) Reserve Chairman. (laughs) I am. Yeah. And, and, And by the way, before you uh, dive into that one, I, I just wanted to say, uh, in the short term, uh, in from an instant gratification mindset, I'm grateful to our rich uncle Jerome Powell too for, you know, uh, leaving the punch bowl out <laughs> right at the party. Uh, and uh, but overall, what he's doing is is very dangerous. And you know, we we continue to talk about that on the podcast, which means a lot of inflationary pressures are building up in the system, which uh, will not be good news long term uh, for most people. They will be very good news for real estate investors who are following our plan. Go ahead, Evan. You always teach, align yourselves with the greatest powers in the world, central governments and central banks. And that's, that's what we do, you know? And, and so, yeah, I'm grateful the Federal Reserve keeps printing money. It means that interest rates stay low, real estate value, asset prices keep rising, you know? And what did, what did John Maynard Keynes say? In the long run, we're all dead. chickens are going to come home to roost later on and you know of course i agree with you philosophically i think we're on the same page philosophically um but we have to adapt to the circumstances we're in to explain evan's reference there uh john maynard keynes was a you know a super famous economist and keynesian economics is the concept of priming the pump OK, uh, where you you want to put money into the system to start things moving. Right. And that would be uh, diametrically opposed to F.A. Hayek and who wrote The Road to Serfdom and um, uh, and the Austrian School of Economics that would say, let the market take care of it. And the Keynesian concept creates inflation, which ultimately, although it you know, saves us in the short term, which is what we always gravitate toward is the short term reward. That's just sadly the way the world works on instant gratification. And um, uh, but it it causes more uh, problems in the long term. It, it makes things worse in the long term because that inflation impoverishes the lower socioeconomic classes. Uh, but the the upper middle and the wealthy class tend to get very enriched by it. And that's what we teach investors how to do. We help them benefit from that inflation. Uh, and, and you know, I, I say, like Evan mentioned, that the, you know, you want to align your interests with the two most powerful forces in all of human history, governments and central banks. As much as we might 
philosophically disagree with what they're doing. And I do, and Evan does. And, you know, most good Austrian uh, school of economics uh, thinkers do disagree with it, but we're not going to change it. Okay. It is, it is the way it's going. Okay. It's, we're all Keynesians. Now we have corporate socialism and, uh, and that's the way it is. And so what we want to do is we want to position our assets, our investments to benefit from these policies. So, so, so we're kind of half joking when we say we're great, grateful for Jerome Powell. Okay. And the federal reserve. I got to go in a minute because my computer's running out of batteries, but I just want to say this, and I'm not saying this just because I work for you, but I'm really grateful to you. I mean, you, a daily podcast where you're teaching these ideas that could stay in the academy. You know, there are a lot of professors that are writing great things and you interview some of them on the show, but you're taking this economic wisdom and giving us strategies and tactics for how to profit from them. I'm grateful as an investor and as a coach and, 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 and someone who, who works for you. And I, I know that our clients are too. So to be, I mean, you know, we don't say this enough, but I'm just grateful to you. So thank oh, you. Well, thank you, Evan. I appreciate it. And I'm so grateful that you became a client and then became a member of our team. You're, you're just doing such a great job. And it's, 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 it's so great to have you for these extra perks where we can, we can get a sermon on a special day like this. So that's just awesome. And it, you know what? I don't know how long your power is going to last, but I, I just want to share a couple more passages uh, of uh, Ogmandino's book, and then we will wrap it up. Uh, so he says, um, I will live this day as if it were Christmas. I will be a giver of gifts and deliver to my enemies the gift of forgiveness, my opponents tolerance, my friends a smile, my children a good example, and every gift will be wrapped with unconditional love. Then he goes on to say, I will waste not even a precious second today in anger or jealousy or selfishness. I know that the seeds I sow I will harvest because every action, good or bad, is always followed by an equal reaction. I will plant only good seeds this day. I will treat today as a priceless violin. One may draw harmony from it and another discord, but no one will blame the instrument. Life is the same. And if I play it correctly, it will give forth beauty. But if I play it ignorantly, it will produce ugliness. Okay. And it looks like we lost Evan now. (laughs) I think his, his, his battery is out. So you just got me and I'll wrap this up here. Um, so the ending of this fantastic, fantastic uh, uh, poem from this wonderful book that you all should just grab today, uh, you know, get, get this book because it is so, so good. He says, um, I will work this day with all my strength content in the knowledge that life does not consist of wallowing in the past or peering anxiously at the future. It is appalling to contemplate the great number of painful steps by which one arrives at a truth so old, so obvious, and so frequently expressed, whatever it offers, little or much, my life is now." I will pause whenever I am feeling sorry for myself today and remember that this is the only day I have and I must play it to the fullest. What my part may signify in the great whole, I may not recognize, 
but I am here to play it, and now is the time. I will count this day a separate life. I will remember that those who have fewest regrets are those who take each moment as it comes for all that it is worth. This is my day. These are my seeds. Thank you, God, for this precious garden of time. Isn't that just beautiful, folks? So uh, with that, want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with another podcast. Tomorrow is Flashback Friday. And then, of course, next week, we will be with you Monday through Friday. Uh, thanks to everybody uh, for uh, checking in with us. And we appreciate the comments, especially Tommy's comment, which I, I love uh, the the rebellious con uh, comment. Uh, Tommy says, I'm in California visiting my home. Uh, uh, visiting my home are uh, three sons, son's girlfriend, my brother's family, flying in or driving from Florida, Tennessee, uh, Alaska, Virginia, and Los Angeles. Don't tell Gavin, meaning Gavin Newsom. <laughs> That's the, uh, the, uh, the, the tyrannical dictator running California, sadly. So good stuff. Anyway, uh, thank you all for uh, joining us today. And uh, thanks for all the great comments. We really appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving and happy investing to all. Thank you all. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. Be sure to check out the show's specific website and our general website, hartmanmedia.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Remember that guest opinions are their own. And if you require specific legal or tax advice or advice in any other specialized area, please consult an appropriate professional. And we also very much appreciate you reviewing the show. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or whatever platform you're using and write a review for the show. We would very much appreciate that. And be sure to make it official and subscribe so you do not miss any episodes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Music.